Hello and welcome to Sacramento Musicology. My name is Tyler. I'm your host. Today on the podcast, I interviewed Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott is a local Sacramento musician. Uh, he releases music under the name Sam Elliott. You can find him on Spotify and iTunes wherever you listen to music. Sam and I talked about a wide variety of things. He's been a world traveler, so we talked about a lot of his journeys around the world and how that's kind of influenced his music and some some cool examples of of how music is um, it's just so crucial and important to to being a human. We talk about a little bit about his new album coming out and how he's writing and how he's looking at writing lyrics now, different from the past, and a little bit about Carl Jung, and we get into a little bit about finding your own voice and increasing technical abilities so that we can become better songwriters. So it was a great conversation. Uh, another news, Sacramento Musicology is rolling right ahead here. We're going to be releasing podcasts every Tuesday and Friday with a Sacramento creative person, so stay tuned and please share. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Luna's Cafe, established in 1983 in Sacramento, California. Luna's Cafe serves the fine, freshest juices and liquidos in town, nothing frozen or concentrated. Luna's menu also includes sandwiches, salads, the world-famous quesadilla, fresh ground coffee, mochas, and other espresso drinks. A nice selection of beer and wine is offered to be, so be sure to stop by in the evenings for live music, open mics, and wonderful entertainment from one of Sacramento's most prominent cultural hubs. Luna's Cafe is located 1414 16th Street, Sacramento, California. Hello. Sam Elliott, thanks for doing Sacramento Musicology. It's a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. So what's going on, man? How is music going in this time of COVID uh, and, uh, and everything that's going on? What are, you th- what are you working on? Oh, man. Where do I begin? Uh, I'm, as of now, I'm probably about halfway through recording a full-length record of my own. Okay. Um, which was kind of mostly all done in the last month i was i was really struggling for a long time with recording new material like uh-huh. i was i was writing and like there's there's stuff that i've been kind of working on for a year or two that i just couldn't i couldn't figure out what it needed you know mm-hmm. you kind of have these ideas and you don't know what kind of space they need to occupy or, you know, the, the kind of aesthetic. It was ma- mostly like an aesthetic okay. problem that I so had. So the songs were done? but or Yeah, yeah. They were in like kind of like various stages of doneness, like in, in, uh-huh. in just like a lyrics and like chord changes and stuff like yeah. that. But but aesthetically, you didn't know like where how you wanted to record them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, there was some stuff like I kind of knew – I, I knew what I didn't want, and there was things that I demoed uh, mul- and tried different ways. Yeah. And, like, they just never really stuck. Uh, and, like, a lot of times, a lot of times when I'm recording, you know, I'll, I'll try a song, you know, from a couple different points of entry to see if they work. And it's like, you know, try to figure out 
what what kind of needs to be happening musically or just kind of sonically aesthetically to to make them have life and like that that was that was a real struggle for a while so when you write are you writing um one thing i've been talking to a lot of songwriters about like the pace at which you you write and you put things out are you like a guy that kind of likes to sit on things and make sure they're at a certain point or are you um more of more of kind of a shoot from the hip hey let's just go with this and and roll as a songwriter i'm neurotically painstaking and self-critical okay um that's 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 as like a lyricist um mostly as a lyricist why uh i just don't want to put anything out that i think is sub i I don't know i just yeah i just want to hold myself to an internally high standard yeah you know what i mean yeah um, so you want to feel right about it. Yeah, I want to, you know, anything that I release, I want it to be some kind of, like, at least personal high watermark. Yeah. You know, like, I I tend to, like, work from the the vantage of, like, if I'm, if I'm excited by something that I'm working on, I'm not that much different than anyone else. So, like, other people are going to be excited. Like, I tend to use myself as, like, you know, my own worst critic uh-huh. to to make things that are exciting or interesting and yeah, good good yeah. You know, whatever do that you, means. Do you feel like it ever, um, like holding yourself to those standards is is good? But do you also feel like sometimes it holds you back in any ways? It can it can make my progress or my my process. progress and process maybe a little slower but not really i because like there's always stuff that you write in just some kind of frenzy that you're just you just know is done yeah you know so it's not like it's not like i need to sit with everything and like poke and prod at it yeah because like like there's there's a couple tracks on on this you know new record that i'm working on that were like the ones that write themselves faster than you can Right. put them down on pen or, or whatever. So why do you think that, that it happens like that? Cause I experienced the same thing. A lot of songwriters experience that where it's like, it's lightning in a bottle sometimes versus like, I'll, I'll sitting on this for six months. Like, why is that? Uh, I've thought about that many, many times. And you know, I, not to sound like too woo woo about music or, or creativity, but, um, I feel like uh I feel like creative people, songwriters, artists uh it you're tapping into something else that and like a lot of this stuff like I think all songs that anyone writes already exist somewhere you know whether in like a literal way or in kind of like a you know like a more abstract metaphorical way but like I, I really think that in the same way that like, uh, you know, musical musical scales or like relationships between notes, like if you play guitar or piano or whatever, like those things, those things exist whether you're there or not. Like mm-hmm. those those kind of fundamental relationships, uh, you know, are just there, and you kind of harness those and 
and kind of tap into them. And I, you know, I think in yeah. some way, I think in some way that like all, all creativity and all like being an artist is like kind of like being a, a, a glorified like FedEx worker. And like, you're just like getting these boxes and like, some, like sometimes yeah. like you get a shipment of stuff and it's just like all ready to go and assembled, you know, sometimes you get a shipment and there's like some parts missing and you need to like fabricate yeah. the remaining little piece yourself. Uh, so a, a bit of a messenger between this spiritual world and yeah. like bringing that to, to a form that humans can download but with via MP3. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I think, I think it's like kind of less sexy than that. Like, you know, the whole idea of like spirituality, like I don't, uh, I don't like look at being an artist as being some kind of like prophet or anything like that. But I think, I think it's like, it's a good metaphor for, for what you're, you're doing. Um, Well, anything creative, anything that involves a creation. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a business or a, or or a painting or whatever. Yeah. You're drawing from some place that's unknown, Mm -hmm. whether it's like the collective unconscious or, Oh yeah, I like God, that stuff. Like whatever, like yeah. you know, wherever like, it's coming from, yeah. it's like it's. How do you think from... about the collective unconscious? That's something I've been thinking about recently. Uh, can I be slightly tangential in answering that? Uh, that's a pretty tangential question. So go ahead. Um, I, I a few days ago, I I jammed with one of my my like local musical heroes. This guy mm-hmm. named Mike Farrell. I don't know if you've heard of him or his music he's um he's probably best known as uh the guitar player in the losing streaks okay but he's been he's been active as a musician in in this area since like the 80s really and like i'd i'd say that he's he's in like the top echelon of like guitar players through the entire history of the guitar like he's he's up there you know like i think there's a lot of room at the top but like he's definitely one of the best that i've ever seen in any forum of guitar playing cool and um and yeah we we played the other day and it was it was crazy it was the first time i've played with someone in in a while where you kind of like have to just step back and like you realize you're in the presence of of someone who is bringing stuff into the room that is just mind blowing, you know, yeah. and, uh, and borders on like the, the unhuman, you know, it's like transcendental, uh, where like, and, and that's something where like, when you, when you see, when you see someone who's like on that level of mastery of like an instrument or an art form, or something kind of doing their thing, it, it kind of like it, you know, you hold those truths to be self-evident. It's just there. Like, and you, it, it changes the, the texture of the room and you kind of like, you know, like when you're playing music, sometimes you'll like enter kind of like a, or like you're in the studio with a band and, you know, you know, you know that like, that's the take because some weird energy, some exchange was going on yeah, and it just, you kind of just know it in your bones and it's like, I've, I've been around a lot of musicians and uh, like some people just are tapped into that more than others or are, 
tapped into it more easily and the the valve is is wider and um yeah like wherever that comes from because it's like yeah i don't know how to explain it yeah well i mean if you're in the same room with those people you're kind of subconsciously getting their vibe right yeah and at least hearing what they're saying yep if you're open to it and and it's like like I'll I'll talk about like Mike for a second. It's like his playing. It, you can kind of hear, you can hear uh, notes that they're like, oh, like that's that that's reminiscent of Jimmy Page, or that's reminiscent of someone else or someone else, and uh, like there's very few people who rise above their influences. And, and it just becomes something else mm-hmm. entirely. And, like, he's he's definitely a musician kind of in that echelon where you're like, wow, this is drawing on everything that's come since, you know, the first note yeah. of a guitar was ever played. Right. But it somehow, like, stands above it and looks down on it all. Yeah. And is kind of just in its own sphere. And, like, that's, I mean, that to me is kind of like, you know, something something about the the collective unconscious where like you you're you're drawing on all these things you're drawing on language you're drawing on languages you know when you when you speak english uh you know that's a that's a language that's been fabricated from a bunch of other languages over the course of like a thousand years and you don't really have any ownership to that like it's something that you're just kind of jumped into and it's not really your words but if you you know, if, if you're like a poet or a songwriter, like your, your best, your best thing, the best thing you can possibly do is to like climb to the top of that and kind of leap up another, another rung on the ladder and be able to use all that stuff pure, like truly to communicate. Maybe. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I yeah. Mean, a lot. I heard a lot of things in there. One thing that, that struck me was the idea of um, finding your own voice. I guess I think you mentioned that yeah. uh, that there is a v- it happens um but it takes time sometimes and takes work and only a couple people maybe hit it but yeah. like how do you think that one goes about finding their true expression and their true voice um I think absorbing a lot of other things yeah. and just being being con- you know consistently excited and interested in in life and art and whatever facet of uh the creative sphere you're working in like i i didn't really start playing music until my like late teens early 20s like i wasn't really i I didn't like grow up gotcha like as a teenager like playing in bands and yeah. stuff like that i you're was late. always you're late then yeah i was talking to richie smith you know him yeah i know richie very i well, had yeah. him in here last week and he I think I told him I started at 12 and he told me I was late because mm-hmm. he, he said seven or eight is like the age you want to hit. But anyways, yeah, I, I mean, thought that was interesting. I really didn't even touch a guitar until like, I what, mean, like I took a few lessons when I was younger. What about creativity in general? Were you interested in, uh, you know, visual arts or acting or anything like that? Um, I was interested in, in film Okay. and uh, I was really interested in, in writing 
Like, oh, really? I, like when I ended up going to school, like I initially uh, was in as like a creative writing major, okay. and like I, you know, I was like, I was like really into poetry and like creative writing like that, and you know, until I realized that like no one cared about like <laughs> poetry. You yeah, know? but um, but That's yeah, I was one like, of the hardest uh, forms to monetize. I think. Oh yeah, for real. Like yeah. I think, uh, I mean. Or to make a sort of lifestyle out of it, at least. Yeah, I, I mean, think, you can I make a lifestyle out of it. Time machine. It might be tragic at this but, point. Yeah. <laughs> in order to like actually like reap yeah. the benefit. But well, I mean, so you, oh, yeah, go ahead. On the poetry thing, real quick, before, uh, before we lose track of what you're interested in as a young young kid, um, some of the artists that. Uh, I know you listen to Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And um, that guy's extremely poetic. Is that is that kind of where you're drawing um, a lot of inspiration from? Definitely. Is that kind of a words-first guy? I, I tend to be a words-first guy, yeah. Uh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of times I'll write, uh, I'll write a lot of lyrics and then pull from it. Or I'm I'm pretty like... I can write music in my head pretty well. Like I can kind of like map a song out without ever touching an instrument. Um, and that helps. So it's like, I, I feel like a lot of times, like I have like a, I have garage band already in my head. Yeah. And so like it, it ends up me just kind of like writing maybe to like something that I've never actually heard. Yeah. Uh, but it, it works for me. You yeah. Know? Cause I, I come at it a, a different angle i come at it like instrument wise first or harmonic wise um and then a lot of times i'll like like if i was demoing a song i'll just mumble a melody and mumble some phonics yeah and then from there play the recording and go back and try to like decode some lyrics out of it yeah yeah have you ever done that i've done that i've i can honestly say like i've never written a song the same way twice really yeah Every every time is like completely. Do you have a process that's kind of like your main, like at least thoroughfare, and then like there's tangential ones, but like you got this main kind of process. Um, I guess you said you man. said you said words first, <laughs> so maybe that's it. You know. Uh. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I w- I wish I wish I could say that I had some kind of like. I mean, you know, I break out like the singing bowls and kind of get in the mood. Nah. Uh, uh, a lot of times I'll come up with lyrics like um, when I'm doing really like mundane shit, like riding a bike. Like anything that's like kind of mundane and involves rhythm really kind of gets yeah. me going. So like... What about like physical? Like you said, bicycle. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the, more, the more physical, like, like swimming. Like I used to swim when I was like in high school. Like that was like my sport. Yeah. And like all I'd think about was like like not swimming That's when I was very swimming. Rhythmic. And like yeah, so like having something rhythmic. I, I ride I ride out on the bike trail a lot just to kinda like go out and do my thing and um like that that kinda helps. Riding in a car alone with like yeah. a broken stereo where yeah. like you have to just like be alone with your thoughts. Like Yeah. Like I I'm about to do that here next week. I'm about to drive like Hell yeah. 1,800 miles. Nice. Where are you going? South Dakota. What for? Oh, well, that's where my mom and dad were born. So all my family lives. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So I figured I'd take the... You taking, I'm like, taking up Odin. through Idaho and um, over? I'm a, no, because that'll add a lot, but that would be sick. Okay. I'd, I'm 90, but I'm going to go 80. Cool. 
Yeah. Sweet. You've done a lot of uh, road trips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was a military kid, so I've cool. traveled a lot as a kid. So were you yeah. from Sac? Yeah, I've and always. So had, now you're back home, kind of thing. I've always had family here. Um, yeah. I had uh, grandparents that lived here, and my my family like they've always had roots. Uh-huh. Um, and so, what is it about the road that you're driving down the road and there's nothing but you know yourself? And what is it about that that is it the quiet? Yeah, it's that. And I think it's linear time, too. Like, hmm. I think there's this thing that happens, uh, like, to some people who are, like, right for it. Where, like, I don't know if, if you've ever, like, gone on tour. For for me, like, touring isn't stressful. Hmm. Like, it, like normal, like re- normal life is way more stressful to me hmm. than, like, is it because you know, like, your routine and your purpose? You're just like, I'm going to go, set up for sound, get something to eat, and yeah. do repeat? And, 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 and on top of that, you don't know what's going to happen to you in, like, 15 minutes. Like, yeah. anything can happen. And versus, you, versus normal life, which is what becomes monotonous for you? or Yeah, you know, like, I, 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 struggle, I struggle with, like... Uh, like boredom i guess or you know um just just kind of like i i enjoy like a little bit of chaos in my life yeah and like a little uncertainty do you ever make chaos like oh i (laughs) unfortunately i i do yeah um i think as a sometimes if you're trying to create things you need that you need like um some sort of experience yeah right yeah yeah, it's it's good to shake the snow globe of life and uh, you know, see see what filters down and what sticks. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it can also be detrimental to pro- you know, there's yeah. no there's no one way to work, I think. And like I always as like a creative person if I'm like working with um you know, other people, like I always I always like working with people that are maybe a little more kind of uh, methodical yeah and, like it always seems like that that kind of synergy works really well someone who has a, a a strict process that they use yeah i i used to um you know that band sun monks yeah uh jeff like jeff jeff's like one of my deep deep homies and uh phenomenal musician phenomenal songwriter but like it's funny like we're i i feel like we're almost like polar opposites in our process like he's like uh he's just very kind of methodical and uh orderly and non-chaotic um and achieves amazing things doing that and uh it's cool. Like, it's really cool. Like there's definitely, so um, you admire it when people are, I guess, uh, I don't know if you would call it more disciplined. Would you? Or I don't know if it's discipline as much as just like, uh, you know, the kind of like Dionysian versus a, a Paul, a Polyarian kind of, uh, break that down for me. You know, like Dionysus, the Greek god of wine, just likes to, oh, okay. you know, indulge. Get, and yeah, and just be crazy and kind of like see what happens. Yeah. And, and you relate to you know, that. Yeah, I de- definitely, I, I swing that way. Um, 
more than more than kind of like a a cold you know calculated kind of uh top yeah. down kind yeah. of thing but yeah. like that's interesting do you think that that has that changed for you like since you started playing music has it always been that type of um yeah it's always been process like that. Yeah. yeah do you think that because I'm wondering about sustainability sometimes. I think about that recently. Like, mm-hmm. how long could I keep writing songs, you know? Or how long could I keep being a creative person? And um, I think process, the process as you decide to take, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling it determines how long you keep going. It's like the idea of burning out and fading away, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? I um, I've definitely hit times in my like creative life where I'm like, that's it. Like, that's all I got. And then like six months later, I have another, you know, a record done or something like that. I mean, for me, for me, one of the things that I think has contributed to my, like at least creative longevity is like, I, I like working on other stuff and like everything, everything is kind of like, symbiotic like if i'm if i get if i'm having a hard time writing songs or like coming up with my own work like usually one of the best things for me to like unjam that is like play guitar in someone's band you know Mm -hmm. or like play drums in someone's band Mm -hmm. or work on a film Mm -hmm. or work on like just something else i Um, like that I um yeah like that's something I I I definitely think helps. I mean, I in the last couple of years I've gotten a little more like esoteric with my like uh writer's block kind of um breakthrough uh-huh. and like uh, like you ever what's what's his name? Um is it Brian Eno? Uh-huh. You the know composer? those Yeah, he has that whole thing um the oblique strategies you ever hear about oblique strategies so he has a card game that's designed to break through writers creative block and it's like a rule like you'll pull a card and it it has like prompts to to and they can be like very kind of abstract and like you you use those to like in a creative process i've never used them but uh, I use I use tarot cards in this in a similar way. Gotcha. Um, and like I tend to use them as uh, like writing prompts. Yeah. Like I could probably do it with anything. I just someone gave me like these tarot cards, and I yeah. just like yeah. one day was like oh, I'm gonna just make this weird kind of game yeah. out of this, and and like that that actually has worked really well. Yeah. I um, sometimes I find myself if I am stuck with songwriting in particular, I do like trying other art forms, which is cool. But if I wanted to stay within music, it's just learning a cover song. Yeah. Like learning somebody else's take on totally. this whole thing has like been that opens up a whole new sometimes I won't even finish learning it because I'll get another idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh since since COVID had, you know, kinda like put the kibosh on a lot of music, like I spent yeah. spent a good amount of time like like I never really like uh, tried to learn the guitar. Like I just kind of went through it. But like during during the last couple months, I like sat down and I was like, I'm gonna learn like Jimmy. H- like I'm gonna 
chart out a Jimi Hendrix song, like Little Wing, and I'm gonna like learn to play. Like I've never been like a lead, like a strong lead player. And I was like, oh, I want to like really yeah. get get this, you know, get this going. Yeah. And that's been really like that really changed. That was like a major thing I think. In, yeah. In this like new record that I'm working on is like your your guitar kinda, playing. Yeah, like I I kind of like leveled up a little bit on the guitar and and at least like just had like a different kind of like set of influence. I was just listening to a lot of like. 60s kind of like pseudo R&B um Hendrixy rock, you know. Yeah. And um uh, and that was really cool. Like I I'd, I'd never really like been that studious with an instrument uh at least with a guitar like that and and it was uh it was cool. Like I think it really You know Kevin affected. Gomez? Photographer. Oh, name's super familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He came he did this podcast, but um he is a Jimi Hendrix aficionado. Oh, cool. So, yeah, if, if you wanted to listen to some of that for, like, 30 minutes, he just goes off. Oh, right on, Jimi right on. But I was going to ask you, um, that idea of, like, so you, your technical ability increases. It can increase with, like, your guitar playing increases, yeah. like, technically. Um, and then that open. do you think that that opens up new possibilities for songs that you could write? Does that make sense? Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, um, like through the Hendrix thing, I started like learning about inversions yeah. a lot Yeah, yeah. and like just different voicings for chords and things like that. And yeah. it's like, for me, for me, it, it, it kind of like expanded the palette where like, you know, you can sit down with like a three chord song and like just play like the cowboy chords to it. Mm -hmm. And like, man, that shit gets boring quick like uh -huh. everything just starts sounding the same well okay you know? let me stop you there cause, yeah because when i asked you about like we were texting about some of your influences is it bill callahan mm -hmm. it's really good i really like that apocalypse album yeah uh, it's, it's um, awesome but both him and leonard i would argue are kind of coming from that world of like three chords yeah extremely i mean with some nuances here and there but the the thing about that stuck out to me in those recordings was the voice like mm -hmm. both of them have that upfront vocal presence and it's just clear and like, yeah. so I, I guess what you're saying is that it, it can get boring, but I guess if you have the voice on top of it, that's like saying something interesting, I'm always going to want to listen to stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Callahan also Great. is like, how'd you, know, you find that guy? Um, cause I, when I listened to him, I was like, this guy from the seventies, like, where's he yeah, from? Yeah. He's, he's, he's modern. He's, it, he's a trip i mean um how did i someone gave me one of his earlier records called um woke on a whale heart and i remember like driving around one day and i put it on and like i had to like pull over i was just like what is this? you know kind of the same thing i'm like what year is this from like what is this because like it was it sounded kind of like older but i was like this guy's writing is too weird and interesting um like I just was like, it, yeah. it just kind of blew my mind, and um, yeah, I kind of like found out about him that way. Um, Would you ever make a record like that? Probably not. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel you like, like I've the already, full band. You like? Yeah, I mean, I like, I like. It's it's not even that as uh -huh. much as like I. I I I get really into. Absorbing a lot of music that, like, on the surface, 
might not even have any like relevance to anything that I do personally. Like, I like yeah, I need to do more of that. Well, I, I listen to a ton of jazz. Yeah. Like my yeah, mornings yeah, yeah, are yeah. full of jazz and Bach and like classical stuff. Yeah. Which I don't write. I don't play. Um, but I just love the, like the, I guess, what would you call it? The mood that those things set for your Transports like house. You, you know, yeah. coffee's brewing. John Coltrane. It's like, yeah. there's something about that that I don't get from putting on a Leonard Cohen, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's a little intellectual too, I think. I got really into uh, West African music. Like, if if you looked at, like, my my play, the things that I play on, like, a daily basis, like... On I, Spotify? I, yeah, like, I listen... I might have to follow you. I listen to more, like, West African, like, Nigerian music probably than, like, anything else. And it's, like, it's yeah. funny because, like, a lot of, like, my friends will be like, man, like, the music you make doesn't sound anything, like what you listen to yeah and like i don't know like it's i think it influences me in subtle ways you know yeah. but like it's yeah i don't know like it it doesn't why do you think that you can what do you think that is about just as a creative person where you can you listen to something that's completely not like what you make um but it helps you make what you make just just expanding like I, yeah. I don't you know i think that's how anyone kind of like you don't you don't grow much if you're stuck in a cell right you know what i mean right. or like you know you can you can look inward and stuff but like i think that like i'm i'm always i'm always interested in what i don't know yeah. and and like what is maybe a little bit alien to me um because you know, it's like, you know, you're a human being and there's people on the other side of the world that have a completely different culture and speak a different language. But there's definitely a common thread. Like you're all people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, and like I'm always I really like the analogy of pentatonic scales that exist just in already like there. All yeah. cultures. Yep. Yeah. Like, and mu yeah. you know, music, something like I've I've traveled in places where like kind of like music was my only way of communicating with people. And, you know, you, you just learn, you learn more. I don't know. I just want I always want to know like what is motivating people or like what is meaningful to people and like what people's culture hinges around. Like I, I was talking to this guy from, from Nigeria and we were talking about Fela Kuti. Yeah. And, he blew my mind because he was, he told me, oh, you know, if you speak Yoruba, which mm -hmm. is like the, the language of, of parts of Nigeria, uh -huh. he's like, it's a tonal, it's a tonal language and there's like a rhythmic element to it. So like if you list, if you, if you speak Yoruba and you listen to Fela Kuti, there's things being literally said by the drums and Whoa. yeah and I, I was like what like that is crazy like encoded language in rhythms and like that's the kind of stuff wow. I'm like man that's like that is the craziest thing i've ever heard like it makes what? sense though yeah yeah like why oh, yeah why don't we do that we could totally just, do that you we're just not sophisticated <laughs> enough man like 
yeah, our our language is, needs to evolve for for that to happen. But like you know, things like that, and it's like oh, like maybe that language is older. Oh yeah, it's and gotta it's, be right. Yeah, and they have like a whole. I mean, r- drumming and and like rhythm is, you know, from from what I've learned is like you know a very bedrock thing and in in that part of the world and like you know it's how people communicated without a telephone you know and like uh you know there's like rhythms for different seasons and like times of the month yeah like uh like it's a an entire culture that kind of like revolves around like knowledge of rhythm that's and like man like you know that's something you know i'm like yeah, I wish, well, wish I knew what you guys were talking about. <laughs> I mean, do you feel yourself going through seasons as far as, like, uh, how much output you do or uh, what type of songs you write? Or do you, I mean, some people like writing in, like, that fall that I've heard lots of people say when it's uh, cloudy outside and it's a, it's a dark day and you got your coffee and it's like, Versus like a hundred and eight degrees Sacramento summer day, you know, like those yeah. are different songs. Totally, that are gonna come out of those. Totally, yeah. I mean, yeah, and just like being steeped in different music always helps, or just having like weird people around. Like mm. I, I love, mm. I love having, just having like weird people. Yeah, around. <laughs> that that's always that's always fun. Um, you should start a podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I. I like to write uh, first thing in the morning or like right at night, like before I'm going to okay. bed. Me too. I like to do it with coffee. Do you do that? Do you drink yeah, coffee? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, I kind of cycle in and out of coffee drinking. Yeah? Um, I used to work at – I was a barista for a long time. Uh-huh. And I think I think my brain's broken like from just drinking so much espresso. Like it definitely uh-huh. – like I have to like – I have to like have tolerance breaks – and like I don't know, it, yeah. It, you can drink a lot of coffee. Bef- yeah, and it, and it just like I mean I I can't even like drink that much without it like tweaking me out. Like I had I had like Starbucks coffee today, mm-hmm. and I drank like half of that thing, and I thought I was like gonna have an aneurysm. Like it's just I'm very sensitive to it yeah. now, and I think the yeah. sensitivity comes from like you know working a shift and drinking like eight shots of espresso in like five hours. You know, like stuff like just being ridiculous. You know, and yeah. Um, but like coffee's good. So um, morning you like to get up and write. Are you doing like free writing or are you journaling or are you writing poems? Both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah free writing. Are you writing on a computer or uh, by hand? Mostly by hand. Yeah. I, I, I'll do, I'll do the phone too if really? I don't have paper. Yeah. Hmm. But like there's something, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to be like a little analog about stuff. And like I, there's something, there's something I've noticed with like memorizing lyrics like writing sure uh like i can remember things that i write better mm-hmm. maybe isn't that funny about songs that like some songs you just cannot ever remember the lyrics yeah. Do you have that experience I, <laughs> yeah yeah and then some you're just you know after the first time playing yeah and it's just there forever yeah. like there's songs that like i wrote when i was like 18 that i hate that i can still remember from, yeah you know and it's like do you think that's a part of the like initial experience with the content like maybe you wrote this one down or something like that you know yeah what I mean? like i think it's maybe that or maybe um like you write you write something that's close to your heart 
mm. or you know you're you have some emotion around and you know that that is maybe the glue mm-hmm. but i don't know it's mysterious you know music's really mysterious um yeah it is yeah yeah um what about like so i've noticed that most of the people i've talked to on here are extremely open and like i i I studied this psychology test one time called the big five personality Mm -hmm. traits yeah but it's like the new cutting edge like it's taking place of myers-briggs it's like the new thing and one of the categories is openness meaning like how open you are to new ideas and new ways of being new music new food whatever yeah versus being like a little bit more conservative with your tastes and whatnot and everybody i talk to seems like to me they're like very much open in their personality um and you sound like that when you describe to me like how how you're always trying to listen to new music and new um have weird people around or whatever yeah but I also maybe not weird, but just di- you know, just having sure. like people, people that are maybe interested in things that are completely different than what you're interested right, in, right? Right. You know, or just weird people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my question, because I I'm the same way, and I, I took the test, and I like I'm off the chart in the openness thing, and yeah. but I also noticed that like it can also, I could go out to like a party and listen to someone talk, and if I'm not careful and I don't set boundaries, I'll like either like start emulating that person start thinking like that person or like take something from them that i now one year later have noticed that i do or so yeah. you're just like open to the world in this way that it cannot for me what i've learned recently is can kind of be a little bit i got to be a little careful do you, sure. do you relate for to sure. that at all i i do in some ways um I, my openness is like also I think kind of tempered by like just low grade paranoia and okay, okay. and what, like what are you paranoid about? Um, I don't know. Like we live in a really crazy society, yeah. And like there's lots of people that are out to take advantage of you, and you know yeah. just um. You know, people, people also, you know, there's a lot of people out there who may be operating consciously from a place where they have like the best, uh, the, the best, um, wishes, intentions, intentions. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, might be driven by other things, you know, and, um, so you're not naive to, to to, to the human spirit. I'm not naive. I, I grew up in a, uh, in a really religious environment that um like i definitely another theme early oh yeah of this podcast yeah interesting yeah well i think it's just it's you it's everywhere in america yeah what, and what religion like christianity mm-hmm. um and for me for me it's like i've i've noticed that there's a weird kinship between people who grew up in like very uh very religious environments and like got away and like that, you know, began to like think for themselves. Like, I think, you know, for me, yes, I could see that. Yeah. You end up, you end up having like, you end up getting some kind of weird vision where you can see between, uh, between the margins and like see other worlds that people inhabit. Like, 
Like I don't, I don't have, uh, I'm not religious. Um, and I, I don't, I also don't, um, have that much animosity towards or towards religion yeah. at this point in my life. Um, I like that like, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like there was a time, there was a time when I was m- more antagonistic towards it, but it's like the end of the day, like everyone is trying to like move through the world and, and process things and, and, you know, think and have beliefs. Everyone has belief. Like one of the things I, I see around me is just how religious everyone is. Like even people who would never, or, or maybe like aggressively anti-religious and that like this, the kind of mechanics of religion are like, seem to be kind of bedrock to like the human condition. And it's like, like, I think like you see, you see the mechanics of religion play out in like any kind of politics in any kind of like group organization in, in businesses and you know, all that kind of stuff. And like, I think you see like archetypes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, are you into Joseph Campbell? Like you mentioned, okay. Yeah. Cause you mentioned, I was going to ask you about that cause you mentioned the, the, the collective subconscious earlier I was gonna ask you about Carl Jung, yeah, and then Joseph Campbell's like a one step over from that, like that idea of like we're all just kind of playing out this hero myth and recycling it over and over without with within cultures and yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that's you know as much as I'm I'm open. Uh, I also like I have a lot of respect and like a lot of interest towards things that seem timeless. Mm-hmm. You know whether that's like culture cultural things um and i mean timeless stuff is usually the best stuff right yeah like the perennial seller yeah and just know? like deep human yeah stuff like you know um i was like in i was in israel like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and like i was in jerusalem and it's like for me it was like really profound to be in a place that was like so old and had been inhabited for so long that like parts of like the old city are um, just like etched into the ground from people's feet walk, you know, like people really? just walked on this part of the land for so long. It's like dug a trench into wow. the ground, you know, or yeah. houses where like, you know, the, the stone is just like rubbed smooth from people brushing against it for 5,000 years, you Whoa. know, like, like that, that kind of like deep time stuff or like, you know, I've in, in like I spent time in in South America and like in Peru and like, you know, places where places where no one spoke Spanish and like, like it's like time has an ex and people are just living the way they have more or less for thousands and thousands of years. And like, I, I'm super like, I'm super into that. And like, I think, I think there's so much you can learn from, old shit <laughs> you yeah. know or what, what so what yeah. is it about are you into the idea of like living off the grid and just kind of doing things the old school way versus, versus like the modern kind of tech um american i always think there's a middle ground you know mm-hmm. i think that like like i'm into and i've lived kind of off grid and uh here in the states yeah and and have lived not off grid and kind of and been in places where there's like deep deep culture and been in places like 
the U.S. that just doesn't have anything resembling deep culture. Yeah. And well, like, it's not old enough. Yeah. To have it yet. Right? Yeah, it'll. It, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And but but at, at, on the same on the same side of that, like blues mu- like I love blues music, uh. and there's something there's something that is really captivating about like a, a traditional, you know, I think as far as like traditional art forms go, like blues is the closest thing we have like in America. And like, to me, to me, it's like just as exciting and fresh as like hip hop, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, if you have an open mind, like you'll, you'll learn from, you'll learn from it. You'll learn something from it. Yeah. One thing I like about, and I, I had this conversation recently with somebody about, about how the blues um, and certain types of music are the types of music that you're kind of supposed to play every day. Hmm. So like, why, why? Like, in a, uh, there's just something like cathartic to, there's something healing hmm. about, I believe that like the 12 bar blues. It's just like you got off work, you go home and you play a little blues for 20 minutes. And it's, it's just something you do, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that those indigenous cultures that you're kind of talking about, like in wherever, wherever you were in South America, yeah. like there's probably something like that, that they do with, totally. with music where it's just like, everybody's a musician here in our tribe or whatever. And someone's a drummer and someone sings a lot and you just, we just do it all the time. Yeah. We're not trying to make records. Yeah. You know? It's just a part of <laughs> this daily fabric. Right. I, I lived in Colombia in Bogota for a while and like that's one of the craziest places in that sense because like people dance there mm-hmm. all the fucking time mm-hmm. like nonstop and like to the point where like I I remember like one day these people were like <laughs> salsa it was just, just Colombian all salsa? yeah like all kind okay. all kinds of dance and you know and like in di- you know deep deep um. cultural dance too but like uh it was like 2 p.m. on an, you know, on like a weekday. And they're like, hey, you, you know, you want to go dancing with us? And I thought they were talking about like at night or on, on like the weekend. And they're like, no, like right now, like we know this place. And I'm like, man, this is going to be the, oh my gosh. the most dumb thing. Like we're going to go to some like place and there's going to be like five people. We're going to be like the five people on a dance floor because uh, it's two in the afternoon. Like, yeah. you know, no one's going to be out. And it was just, it was like funk night on a sunday night at uh-huh. press club rest in peace it was just bananas like like the packed packed dance floor of That's like awesome. incredible dancers and i'm like oh this is just like what y'all do here That's like so on cool. the daily and that it's like so cool. it it definitely like what a cool experience you know the idea of doing something every day yeah that that is like cathartic and artistic like cultures that really embrace that it's like mm-hmm. oh it, it changes the entire fabric of how people mm-hmm. live their lives you know and it's yeah very to me very enviable because well, everybody's you know? everybody gets to express themselves right like yeah like it's not just the artists and the creative people what we've deemed creative people yeah kind of like the states kind of is like that like i hear a lot of times like oh i'm people will say oh i'm not creative yeah or i don't i don't do that's that ridiculous that, that's just people boxing themselves off uh, yeah or it's just a, like a lack of an outlet like dancing yeah. like whereas like if, if the whole if a whole society is ha- engaging in this 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 activity where you get to express themselves it's gotta it's gotta result in a healthier mindset definitely it has to i think there's something about license too where it's like we 
we're always kind of like waiting for a cue to do things. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think license to partake. To express, yeah. Yeah. To like partake or like express yourself. And like, you know, there's, there's definitely something to be said for an environment, whether that's like, you know, your culture or like a group of people that are being like, yes, like do that, you know? And, you know, I don't, I don't know if, like, I think that's the thing that a lot of people are held back by is the, that no one, no one showed up for them at a certain point and was like, yeah, like do that, Uh do that thing. Like, why not? Uh You know, like, especially like in, you know, the United States, it's like, and you just need that one kind of you kind of just need really, one person like, or yeah. experience even sometimes. Yep. For me, for me it was like my grandma. Really? Yeah. Um cuz like my my parents weren't very musical, but my my grandma was from like a family of like pro and semi-pro musicians and uh just like watching her like play B3 organ was like so mesmerizing to me when I was like like a little kid. I was just like, "What? You know, what? How are you doing this? Like that's so cool." And like yeah. playing piano and stuff like that and it's like uh like that it's infectious and yeah. and you know, I I was for some reason very driven to like play music, but like I feel like if if like I hadn't have had some of that stuff in my life um, like I, you know, it's, it's weird that I ended up playing music, you know, um, I was talking to my, my, my buddy Ira, uh, the other day and he was like, Oh yeah. You know, as a kid, like everyone played music around the house and like, there was almost like no question that we'd play music and I'm, and I'm looking at him just like, what's that like? Like that is crazy. Like I just have no frame of reference for like, you know, being in an environment that encourages you to do something artistic. Yeah. And, um, like that was, that was kind of my, like, I was like, man, I, I just have no, uh, no understanding of what that's like. Like, I feel like I, I did it very out of kind of like my own just manic drive. But, um, I wonder yeah. what those people ha- like, because there's people who come from the musical families and probably don't play music. Like they I'm probably sure, played yeah. it when they were young, and they're just like over it and yeah. like, become lawyers or something. And like, and then there's people who like you, who you weren't around it, were you were exposed a little bit by yeah. your grandma, but it's kind of your own decision, and you had to foster it yourself. And you need those people along the way to kind of say, "Hey, this is cool. Definitely. Keep doing it." Yeah. Yeah, Still, so it's, to this day, you know, for real, <laughs> however many years in you are and myself, like I need those people to like, is this good? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's, it's so good playing with people that like put the fear of God in you a little mm. bit that are like, you know, like playing with, uh, Jeff from Sun Monks, like he playing, playing music with him was for me at the time, like I really had to like try to level up because he was just kind of technically way more advanced uh than I was and it's like I I've always grown I always feel like I do my most like musical growth 
surrounded by people that are like, you know, maybe a head above me or a little further along as, as a musician or an artist or something like that. Cause you know, I, I think, I think people learn through osmosis like way more than, yeah. uh, you know, the, the analytical kind of like l- learning that happens. I, and, I totally agree. You know? I think that's why we kind of act like our mothers and fathers. Yeah. When we and get, you start seeing these things and you're just like, I, there's no way was I trying to learn to behave like this. It was yeah. just through osmosis, like you said. And music, yep. you think music's the same way. I, I think elements of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Drum, like drums, absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Because you kind of don't need to know anything about music per se, mm-hmm. like chord theory or, you know, mm-hmm. scale, mm-hmm. like it's all, it's all just like the, the rhythms and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I, like I, I learned more, I, I grew more as a drummer playing with my, my buddy Christian, who's like a drum teacher. And like, we just had two kits set up at my old warehouse space. And like, we just kind of play and, and I just like sit, you know, facing just like this. Yeah. And like, I, I got better on drums more in like two months than I did in two years on my own. And it's yeah. like, just yeah. from being and like being able to monkey see monkey do. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah, just like see what the possibilities are. I think so many people are limited by not being able to imagine or like see what else is out there. And as as soon as like you kind of huh. like, you How, know, okay, yeah. this is that's interesting. So like, since we aren't in, living in a world right now where we can kind of go out there and see those people, you, you mentioned imagining. Yeah, I like that. So imagining the possibilities. Yeah, how would that look like? Just like a meditation or something? Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, like, I, I get that from like media too, media? you know, like, yeah, like I, I'll watch like oh. live, oh. live Prince uh, concerts gotcha. and I'll just kind of sit there and totally. like, I can, I can feel myself kind of like unconsciously absorbing things and like learning, learning and just kind of like a you know, saturating my, my brain with, with something that I think is that that's compelling to me. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah. And just like imagining, um, yeah, it's hard to imagine things like that's something that uh, I think it's a skill that you kind of have to work on. Yeah. I, did you have a vivid imagination as a kid? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to tell because I'm, I'm stuck. Like it's the only thing I know. Right. Um, I've, I've never been, um, or do you still, do you, do you, do you find yourself like in fantasy land? Oh yeah. Me all, too. all the time. I think that's a common thing with the openness. Yeah. So I think I'm not, are you visual though? Like, uh, yeah, extremely. Uh, I, extremely. I could, like you mentioned how you could hear us, hear a song yeah. uh, before it. I'll see it. Like I'll see the, my, at least my posture huh. that I'll be taking when I play the song. Yeah. Um, or myself when I sing it, yeah, but I don't hear it, huh? Do you? I you I don't I don't see anything. I'm like the least visual really? person. Yeah, I mean I I dabble with like visual art, but it, 
you know, I, I think it's not my strong suit and I've I will, never, do you think that relates to being words first too? Yeah, I do. kind of having do, that, totally. that, uh, left brain. Yeah, maybe. So you're like language, uh, language is pretty strong. La- language gets me juiced more than really? visual okay. shit. Yeah. For what sure. is it about it? Like a, like a turn of a phrase or like the way you describe something like, how do you become a better lyricist? Um, I think, I think that's individual. Uh, for me, if you had any like ideas or tips that you use to write, I'm just asking for myself because I'm trying to get better writing lyrics. I always, and this might just be a personal preference thing. Mm -hmm. I always enjoy lyricists or writers that approach something that is that captures just like the the daily like real speech like real communication mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i one of the things that's always like an immediate turnoff for me as a songwriter is people that uh write with write in in a way that they don't they wouldn't articulate that if they were talking to someone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. And, um, like that's some like Bill Callahan is, is one of the things that like immediately kind of like st- struck me is just like how like weirdly conversational the way that he sings and like his lyrics flow. Yeah. They're, they're not dramatic. They're, they're, um, they, they feel just like almost like a heightened, version of just everyday speech yeah and, and like, i think well from what i yeah. i'd listen to the apocalypse one and from mm-hmm. what i gathered from that was that it's a very like frontier western states like i've at least hear that sonically like, yeah kind of like and to me that is a very the people who did that to me maybe i could be wrong but those people spoke plain plain yeah. folk, you know but type. like so much can be encoded in like just a simple phrase like that like in yeah in one of those songs he has this line where you go it, it's in that song america and he's like i heard that last night uh he just repeats america yeah but he has <laughs> this line in there where he goes i watched david letterman in australia oh america and it's like that line tells you like you could that tells you everything you need to know about like america as like a empire Right. Or, you know, a, it, you know, it tells you so much yeah. about like America yeah. in just like the most like weird, like I saw David Letterman on TV uh-huh. in Australia, uh-huh. you know, and saying like, America is powerful. Yeah. And it's this thing that's like all over the globe that yeah. like, you can't even like really leave. Yeah. And, uh, like that kind of stuff always, uh, like to me, that's like, that's like when a songwriter, really starts to hit some other gear when they can say something that, you know, is so casual, but is just so loaded. Yeah. You know, um, do you ever yeah. write like stories, uh, story songs? Um, I, I have yeah. like stories, like, like narrative songwriting. Oh, I was thinking like an old Merle Haggard or Willie Nelson song where it's like lost my job, something, a plot, you know, yeah, and then and then some sort of theme in the chorus, and then back to the second verse, which extends the story like that. I I, I tend I tend not to. I'm, yeah, me I'm too. less I'm less like into the narrative thing. Um, I 
but I I like it. Like I I listen to a lot of old country music. Yeah. And like I I respect that kind of, you know. To me to me I think uh. You know, like there's a lot of that in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, less so now. Like there was definitely like a golden age of like narrative rap, mm. which I think is really cool. Hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Like I'm into it. I I just. Um, I, I like, I mean, and this may just be like a, where I'm at, but like I, I write more about like feelings. Yeah, me too. You know, I don't know. Or me just too. like, not, not like stories. Like yeah. I, you know, me too. I, I I've get, I, I get kind of like bored with like, um, uh, the kind of like James Taylor, like era song. <laughs> like I woke up. Um, yeah jumped out of bed i also am not uh good at it yeah it's like if i do it i'm forcing myself to do it yeah then the what i've found is that i'm like trying to not i'm trying to go from stream of con what i'm writing right now is just very much like stream of consciousness minimal editing if some phrase doesn't make sense whatever yeah and just go with it like yeah but i'm also not an idealist with lyrics has never been like my primary thing, which it sounds like it is for you. Yeah. Maybe. I, I also just like to make things slap too. Like I just like, I like stuff that sounds cool. Yeah. Rhymes. Yeah. And like, I, I like, uh, I like the kind of like rhythmic, I like rhythm. I like to dance and stuff. So it's like, I tend to just like things that are, you know, that try I, I just try to make stuff that hits all the bases, you know. Like yeah. I, I don't uh like I'm not content I'm not content to be like a singer songwriter. Like that's something I've done and it's like for me it feels like if I were to like try to build a career around that, I'd feel like I'd be taking a low hanging fruit. Really? And yeah, I mean part of that might be kinda just dumb on my part. <laughs> but like for me, for me, like I, I get, I, one of my like least favorite things to do is to like play a show where I'm sitting with a guitar, mm-hmm. like acoustic, like coffee house style thing. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know. I like, I like drums to happen. I like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like music. Like I, I feel like, um, I'm like an eternal fanboy of mm-hmm. like music and mm-hmm. bands mm-hmm. and like and that probably comes from like being not really a musician yeah like for a long time and like you know i was like i was like the the dude the dude who was friends with people in a band but i was just like the weird dude that didn't really play music yeah. for a while yeah. and then you know kind of like learned well, good for to you play man. music that's yeah cool. but like yeah i just have like so much respect for like musicians and like i always like playing with bands and like seeing people play and or or you know someone like someone like phil harmonic just being like on that real Uh real like savant like stevie wonder yeah level you know it's dope yeah yeah well sam elliot hey thank you for talking thank you this was fun um check them out Sam Elliott, and uh, yeah. yeah, stay tuned. I'm, got another uh, record coming. Got out. another record in the works. Check out True Forms. 
Check out stuff on uh, on Spotify. Um, yeah. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, dude. Yeah.